your brain might turn to putty. But there's still a chance to learn. We'll be your study buddies. We're going to talk about some stuff and make research cool. Welcome back to another episode of Study Buddies, the podcast that brings you the latest in science and psychology. And sometimes more. My name is Paula Sanchez-Abreu. And my name is Taylor Collins. How you doing, Taylor? I am doing fantastic. How are you? Wow. <laughs> yeah, that was, a big, that was a big fantastic. I'm, um, I'm hot. We are. But that's it. It's pretty good if that's all I am, right? We are recording in what do they call the dog days of summer. Indeed. So I think I think it's the tail end of our air conditioning season, which I'll have you know that Paula and I love you guys so, so very much that we record in dark, small spaces yeah. without our air conditioners on in the background to muddy up the noise. Yeah. And so for that reason, we are yeah. usually hot, sweaty, gross things as we record this. And I hope that you picture that. And it makes you happy. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a new week. It's a study week, Taylor. It is. And we are so excited because Paula has brought us a fantastic study for the week. I am super pumped. Very excited to hear about it. And would you let us know, what is this study called? Okay. So have you been seeing the most recent TikTok trend? Uh. No, because I am an ancient relic who has yet to download it still. I'll explain it to you, ancient relic. There are like a million trends, so it might be a misleading statement. But um, there is this one Stitch video going around where the person is like, what's a conspiracy theory that you 100% believe in? And then the people respond with the conspiracy that they believe in. That sounds like a crazy part of the internet. Which is all of the internet, but anyway. Yeah. Well, I've been finding it quite interesting because you get to hear all the like wild things that people think or just like listen to people troll on conspiracy theories. But as we know, conspiracy theories are like also the cause of a lot of harm in our society. Like it's one of the reasons that there are immovable anti-vaxxers in this country because like apparently we want to microchip unimportant people. (laughs) But anyways, we do think highly of ourselves. That's what we're talking about today. We're talking about conspiracy theories. Mm -hmm. We have a study called quote, maybe a free thinker, but not a critical one. High conspiracy belief is associated with low critical thinking ability. Ooh, dang. A burn in a research article title? Oh, I love to see it. Yeah, I know. You got to love researchers with a little spice. So let's dive in. Uh, Why don't you lay the groundwork for this research? Okay. So one thing I really enjoyed about this study was that the research that they pulled from to build their introduction to the experiment was super recent work. They cited articles starting in 2015, which is not that long ago. Well, I mean, unless you're talking politics, the global economy, the state of the human condition since the pandemic. Uh, But I digress. Yeah, well, science hasn't covered a lot about conspiracy theory and why humans do or don't believe in them. Fair. So in the past recent years, they've been some ideas. And one piece that I found super laughable was this ethnographic fieldwork study of Dutch people where conspiracy fans depicted themselves as critical free thinkers, (laughs) which is so funny to say even. Um, But they do have a variety of evidence that shows that 
when looked at objectively instead of having conspiracy theorists define their own thinking style. And yeah, we humans aren't always the best at that whole self-evaluation thing. Right, exactly. But when looked at objectively, people that believe in conspiracies are less likely to rely on a rational mindset. Crazy. And Yeah. But oddly enough, though, science hasn't done too much direct testing on the link between critical thinking and conspiracy theory beliefs. All right. Well, we got to get to testing it. So, well, before we dive into the study, what exactly is a conspiracy theory? Okay, this is a truly fantastic question, Taylor, and I'm so glad you asked it because I myself wondered this upon starting to read the study, and luckily, the authors took the liberty of including a very clear definition. Are you ready? Yes, I'm so ready. SpongeBob SquarePants ready. (laughs) So the authors define conspiracy theories as, quote, attempts to explain the ultimate cause of an important event, social, political, climactic, etc., by by accusing a hidden coalition of perceived malicious and powerful people or organizations of having secretly planned and implemented these events, unquote. And wow, upon reading that, it is very intricate. (laughs) And you did have to take a like there was some breath work happening in that sentence because it yes. did continue on. It's a long definition, but it is super clear. Like a a good yeah. example that comes right to my mind of like, you know, people kind of blaming this important event on like a secret society, a secret evil society mm-hmm. is Pizzagate, the conspiracy Ugh. where a bunch of government officials are part of a huge child sex trafficking ring that operates out of naturally a pizza shop. Yes, naturally. Oh my God, that QAnon-inspired nonsense with an absolutely shocking following. Um, But while we're on it, another conspiracy example and one of my personal favorites is the fireworks conspiracy that ran around New York City last year. Okay, well, wait, you have to tell me about that one. Okay, I'm glad you say that because I've never wanted to do anything more. So last (laughs) summer... People were setting off fireworks literally every single night in multiple neighborhoods in New York City, like across the boroughs. It was crazy. Truly, I mean, every day, sometimes in broad daylight, which is wild because you can't even see them. And everyone in the city was talking about it. Like people were complaining on Twitter. Firework memes went around. It was a huge topic of conversation. Okay, that sounds kind of like a party. And now I'm mad I wasn't invited. Yeah, well, I was, and I literally had to start using white noise to sleep due to the constant firework explosions for nearly two months straight. Uh, Well, that sounds like a very expensive nuisance to maintain, honestly. Yeah, true. But, okay, so what was the conspiracy about all this? Like, I I truly cannot imagine. Well, let me take you there, Taylor. So... During this time, the Black Lives Matter movement was holding up super strong in New York City with like protests every day Mm. and spanning across boroughs, going over bridges. The people were super angry. They were energetic and they were making a real difference in the streets. And so out of nowhere arose this conspiracy that the government agents were using fireworks in the streets at night to destabilize and basically sleep deprive communities so the protests would stop. Wow. And because the fireworks were primarily happening in low income and communities of color, the conspiracy theorists believed that they were trying to desensitize these communities to sounds of explosion so that the people won't notice when the government started bombing them for real. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, they thought that the police and other government officials were handing these out by the truckload to young kids in the community (laughs) and using them as pawns as a means to psychologically mess with these communities through sleep deprivation and disorientation. And that is a fireworks conspiracy of 2020. (laughs) Okay, I personally love that children are the vessel for these fireworks. <laughs> I don't even think it's legal for children to purchase fireworks. And the right. idea, the fantastical idea of like police officers just like handing out kids, like training kids, not only for one to keep this secret and like handing fireworks to them to set them off is yeah. a wild theory. Also, right. I love hearing about a bonkers liberal theory for once because I think right. like it makes things seem a little bit more even. I know. It's true because like in New York City, I don't really hear a lot of conspiracy theories and that that was one that I was like, wow, we're doing this. Okay. (laughs) It was so funny. And like at a time where all anyone could talk about was these fireworks being so loud and annoying, this Twitter thread conspiracy, it really flew around town. But I do feel like it is the perfect example for the definition the research article provides, accusing a hidden coalition of malicious strategic people for events that simply happen. Right. Right. Well, dang. Okay, back to the science. Has there been any research done on why people believe conspiracy theories? Yeah, so science shares a couple of ideas. Some studies have touched on the psychological drive to understand these conspiracies, like Mm -hmm. differences in personality, motivations, emotions, group processes, diffusion, social cognitive processes. And then they also touched on this idea called, quote, gullible conspiracist hypothesis, unquote. Ooh, interesting. Gullible is not a word I hear enough. And it's a great word. (laughs) So it is. What is the gullible conspiracist hypothesis? Well, several studies have highlighted that people who lean into belief in conspiracy theories show a low level of analytical thinking. And then other research has looked at how analytical thinking by itself isn't enough to get people away from conspiracy theories. So they looked at something called epistemic rationality, which might be needed in order to be an analytical thinker and avoid falling into the conspiracy traps. Right. Okay. So it's like, like having a low level of analytical thinking means you're more likely to to go into a conspiracy theory. But once you're already into a conspiracy theory, sometimes analytic thinking doesn't help you get out of it, which is terrifying. It's like throwing logic onto the fire of lies right. and insanity doesn't always help at that point. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And so they're looking at this epistemic rationality to see if it would like help get kind of in the way of that relationship. <laughs> Interesting. So – The epistemic rationality is like forming your beliefs based on logical things like evidence and rational reason. Yes, Taylor, that is correct. You are a definitions genius. Thank you. Thank you. But I am not enough of a genius to define critical thinking. And I want a solid definition for that one. So do the authors give us that? They do. So the authors define critical thinking as, quote, Considered as a high-level thinking skill encompassing rationality, cognitive skills, and analytical thinking. And they define it as reasonable, reflective thinking that's focused on deciding what to believe or do. And there was another definition included in the article, which I quite liked, because it called critical thinking an intellectually disciplined process, which I certainly think it is. Oh, absolutely. Oh, and you think about Mm -hmm. it as an 
intellectually disciplined process. It is painful. I know. The eye roll thoughts that come to my mind as I think of the encounters I've had in my life where this type of uh, disciplined thinking was very much not happening yeah. uh, by both others and myself. Right. Anyway, <laughs> so how do conspiracy theories break through to people and why would critical thinking skills help fight them? Well, the authors had a couple ideas about this. So conspiracy theories attempt to convince people by overwhelming them with many layers of weak arguments. Like the amount of layers and overwhelm in these arguments is usually what gets people roped in. Mm. But critical thinking helps humans analyze and identify implicit information in articles and judge and make decisions about credibility from a practical standpoint. Okay. So basically... Critical thinking involves ignoring the random universe garbage ideas or at least prioritizing those a little bit differently than the information that's gathered in a more reliable way. Yes, exactly. Okay, so then let's get into the studies. How were they planning on testing the relationship between critical thinking and conspiracies? So there were two studies highlighted in this research article, and we'll start with study number one. Study number one. Let's go. So they recruited 89 undergrad psych students from a French university. Wee wee. Who were roped in at the promise of course credits. But then they ended up with 86 because some bad study participants didn't complete the answers on the main survey measurements. So fired for poor performance. Guys, never leave a question unanswered. Right. Interestingly, the sample was heavy on the ladies with 84 female, one male, and one unspecified gender. Oh, that's so interesting. All the ladies are high achievers getting that course credit. I guess so. And then they separated this sample into groups of 20 and put them all in different classrooms for some measurements. Hmm. Okay. Measurements. I can only imagine there's going to be some fun surveys in the sky. Oh, there sure are. Let's start with conspiracy. They tested conspiracy belief with an accurately titled scale called the Generic Conspiracist Belief Scale. Mm. It was a 15-item scale to be answered from 1 to 5, 1 being definitely not true and 5 being definitely true. And they focused away from specific conspiracy examples and more on general ideas. So they asked questions like, certain significant events have been the result of the activity of a small group who secretly manipulate world events. Oh my gosh, that's ominous. I know, it really is. And then to assess critical thinking, the participants completed this test edited specifically for this study called the, I hope I pronounced this correctly, <laughs> Enos Weir Critical Thinking Essay Test. And now this test reminded me a lot of AP English class. So, wow, I mean, I feel like I'm in AP English class trying to pronounce it. Is it Enos Weir? Ennis, Ennis, we, well, you know what? It looks stressful and it sounds like it yeah. sounds like it's it's giving me some AP English class vibes. Did they have to like <laughs> read an article and then respond to it with a strong argument or something? Literally, Taylor, that's exactly what the test is. They had to read a letter to the editor of a fictional newspaper. And specifically, the letter they had the participants read was arguing that overnight parking should be prohibited in a specific area. Wow. Uh, literally snoring throughout this entire <laughs> test already. What an absolutely boring letter to the editor. Dude, seriously, I would have my head hit, like, I would have hit my head on the desk from accidentally falling asleep reading that. 
Well, actually, maybe now I wouldn't because sometimes a local fight over things like cars and parking can get really interesting. Like if it's anything like neighborhood drama, I could get into it. But anyway, (laughs) they had to read this letter to the editor and then reply to each paragraph explaining the relevance or not of the arguments presented. And then at the end, they wrote their responses as a whole. And also, this was a timed test. Okay, so literally just like an AP test. That's gross. Yeah. So they had 40 minutes to complete this, which I feel like is not that long. And then they had their responses scored by judges who used a manual test to score the participants' arguments on a scale from plus three to minus one. Plus three being adequate justification of their argument and minus one being bad or incorrect work in justifying And the test Mm. manual focused on evaluating whether the participants understood the point of the letter to the editor, identifying good arguments, and avoiding overgeneralization and circular reasoning. Ooh, so it's almost like a baby lawyer test. Yeah, sort of. Part of me kind of wants to see how good I would do, and part of me is having traumatizing flashbacks from Honors English, so maybe Yeah, that's what I'm having. I know I would have not liked this study. I think I remember taking a nap in the middle of my AP English test. I'm nerdy now, but back then I was really just tired. But (laughs) the last measure I found to be... Um, an interesting choice. So there was one last measure. After the conspiracy belief survey and the AP English essay test, they were asked if they believed if there was a link between belief in conspiracy theories and critical thinking ability, and if so, what kind of association they had. Oh, okay. So lots of data. Yes, they did some. Some fancy statistics next. They found that the higher people scored on the critical thinking assessment the less they believed in conspiracy theories. However, this only approached statistical significance, which means that the evidence is marginal and definitely needed to be replicated. Right, because we know approaching something is not the same as getting there. Like if I approach a chocolate chip cookie, I I don't get to actually eat the chocolate chip cookie, so it doesn't really count for anything. And we want to eat the chocolate chip cookie. We do. We do. Which I am assuming leads us to study number two. That's right. Study number two had two goals. One, to replicate and confirm that low critical thinking is associated with belief in conspiracy theories. Mm -hmm. And two, to use a larger sample from more than just one university. And then they also integrated an interesting second question in that second study, which was the relationship between belief in conspiracy theories and subjective critical thinking ability. Oh, so basically they also wanted to see what the people who believed in conspiracy theories thought of their own critical thinking ability. That's right. That's a good question because, you know, all of the people that I know that believe in conspiracy theories also think they're like super smart and always, you know, using their thinking cap. Yeah, it's true. Well, in this study, they recruited... 268 undergrad psych students from two French universities this time instead of just one. (laughs) And they eliminated some people who poorly completed the tasks. So they ended up with a sample total of 252 participants with 209 women and 45 men with one unspecified gender. Oh, wow. So it's it's actually still a little bit heavy on the women in the like sample size. Still a lot of bit heavy on the women. 
So something to keep in mind when results. Exactly. They did do uh, the same two measurements as study one with just a couple differences. So they did the generic conspiracy belief scale the same way they did in study one. And then they did the AP English test measure where they had to read a letter to the editor and write an essay in response. But instead of doing it on paper this round, they did it on a computer. Oh, which is way easier because typing is so much faster than writing. And the 40-minute time limit is real, y'all. Seriously, I always wish I could have typed all my essay tests in high school because I truly write so slow. Mm. And then how did they measure for subjective critical thinking in this one? Since that is the super new measurement in comparison to the first study. Yes. So they created a three-item scale with questions along the lines of, I have good critical thinking ability. And then they rated their answers from one to seven, with one end being strongly disagree and the other end being totally agree. And that was how... They gauged how each participant viewed their own critical thinking skills. And then they also signed off of the study with that question of whether the participant believed critical thinking and conspiracy theory belief was linked, and if so, how it was linked. And then at the end of it all, participants also got to leave comments about the study as a whole. Oh, wow. I would have left a note that was like, thank you for re-traumatizing me with honors English. Literally, yes. (laughs) Okay. So what were the results for this second study? Well, in this study, after some more, they also found a negative correlation between critical thinking ability and belief in conspiracy theories, meaning Mm. that the lower the critical thinking ability, the more likely a person was to believe in conspiracy theories. Not surprised. And this time around, the results turned out to be statistically significant. Yeah. And they also found out that there wasn't any relationship between subjective critical thinking and conspiracy belief. Mm. So that thing about conspiracy theorists thinking they're the smartest in the world isn't necessarily proven in the study. So overall, some super exciting findings here. I think so. The fact that low critical thinking skills are related to belief in conspiracy theories means that we may have a tool to fight conspiracy theory belief in future generations. Yes. And interestingly, and rightfully so, the authors made sure to say that just because we noted that association, we don't have a direct answer to the question as to whether critical thinking ability can be helpful in detecting true conspiracies. So more research will definitely need to be done in that arena. Yeah. It's actually really interesting because it's basically saying people won't believe stupid things if they're smarter. It's like a really long study to say that, which is seems commonplace. Seems like we should know that by now. Yeah, I think it's a study that's saying um, people won't believe conspiracy theories if they think differently. Mm, That's fair. So in considering this study, what other limitations were in this study that future research could address? Well, number one, gender. Um, there were yeah. a lot of women in both of these studies and not a lot of men. So including more more men or just having a more balanced gender difference in the studies would be helpful in, in future work. Um, another thing to note was that in study two, when they controlled for university location, the association between conspiracy belief and low critical thinking ability was not statistically significant. So they would definitely need to do future studies to control for location and perhaps with a larger sample to see what is what. Oh, that's so interesting if like location affects it because again, this study these studies were also done in Paris and I yeah. I know we have like gender as one sort of like potentially confounding variable 
to consider. But also, I wonder if like French people may be like more or less likely to believe conspiracy theories than like Chinese people or American people or Russian people. I just, I truly don't know. Yeah. Especially because I feel like language might play a huge role in conspiracy theory. And if the language is different, you know, who knows exactly. And culture. Like, I feel like, you know, American culture is like. Yeah, fight fight yeah. the man or never believe whatever. Yeah. Mother, should I trust the government? Um, another thing is that they did this experiment with students. Mm. And I think it would be really valuable to take it beyond the academic setting and see if the relationship between conspiracy theory belief and critical thinking ability looks the same outside of the classroom. And I also think it would be interesting if they were able to conduct a similar experiment, but using actual new conspiracy theories. Ooh. I mean, ethically, that might be a little tricky, but the average population <laughs> is familiar with modern conspiracy theories, but we should test how our critical thinking could help us fight off new conspiracies that might arise oh that's so interesting well thank you so much for bringing this fantastic study to us paula i am going to go off and read all these conspiracy theories now and see if i can critically analyze what's true and what's not oh no um well don't go too deep into the rabbit hole um we need you on the other side i oh i already have three i I already have three tabs open about pizzagate so like i'll see you um next week Okay, cool. Well, um, we'll see you all next week in passing notes. Thank you so much for joining us for this talk about conspiracy theories, and we'll see you next week. You won't believe what the internet okay, cool. has to say about Jay-Z cool. and Beyonce, um, okay, guys. Pa- I'm just okay. saying. There's a we'll lot happening. You- we'll the Illuminati. You Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>